0: Hi everybody! Welcome back to Spectacular Slovakia. Firstly, I hope you're all doing great in this weird pandemic times. Secondly, it feels like ages since last episode, doesn't it? Anyway, I have hopes that you'll join me in the new series as I talk to Slovaks and foreigners about some of Slovakia's astounding places, culture, food, customs, and the like. Speaking of foreigners. You can also look forward to episodes that will feature ambassadors that will talk about their Bratislava experience and life in Slovakia. The first ambassador to appear in the series, and in fact in the very first episode this season, is Hilda O'Rean, ambassador of Ireland to Slovakia. In Dublin you can get to the sea very easily, and and I miss the
1: sea, you know, so you can go for a swim from the centre of Dublin, you don't have to go far to, to get to a beach. Whereas here, you can get to the mountains, to the
0: Mali-Karpathy, very easily. I think you'll quite like this episode. I enjoyed talking to Mrs. Ambassador, it was so much fun, and she's also going to teach you a bit of Irish. The episodes with ambassadors on are supported by the Bratislava Tourist Board Organization and Slovakia's Ministry of Construction and Transport. And now, without further ado, here's the show. You came to Slovakia to Bratislava specifically in two thousand and six. That was your first time here, and then you returned here uh, in twenty seventeen. So, could you compare for me your first time in Bratislava and then the second time?
1: There are a lot of differences. Um, one of the biggest differences is is me. Um, in that the <laughs> first time I was here, I didn't have a family. And the second time round, I did, which is why I wanted to come back, because I knew Bratislava would be a good place to have children. Um, but also, I think
0: Bratislava specifically has become a lot more international. And before you came here in 2006, what did you know about Slovakia or Bratislava? My
1: sister is actually a former professional tennis player. Oh. And all I knew about Bratislava was that she had played tennis here, a tennis <laughs> tournament. My mother is German. yeah. So I spent a lot of time in Central Europe and in Austria. And I looked forward to being in this part of the world again.
0: And what was what was the first thing or the first fact you learned about our capital? Because when I came to Dublin, the first thing I learned, or my landlord told me, was that Irish people ripped off all the trucks in Ireland because the Brits built them. That was the first thing I learned. One of the
1: first things I learned when I came to Bratislava was to pronounce Zmirzlina.
0: Oh, okay. Because I
1: came in the summer and I urgently needed ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's maybe not a fact, but it's... a The first thing you've learned. First okay, thing I learned. Yeah, lovely. Um, before you came, did you have to study anything about Slovakia as the future ambassador?
1: Well I was of course had the benefit of having been here yeah. before so I didn't have to study much. I I brushed up on the political situation and when I left Slovakia um the prime minister was Robert Fico mm. and when I came back it was the same prime minister so I thought that would make things easier but <laughs> clearly since then a lot has changed.
0: And did you have any expectations in 2006?
1: In 2006, it was about being in the center of Europe for me. um, And I didn't have any specific expectations about Slovakia, apart from knowing that I would find it difficult to speak the language. Um, So I I started learning Slovak back then and didn't do a great job of it. Um, I think I've done a better job this time I think my Slovak has become better but um
0: don't worry I'm not gonna test you (laughs) (laughs) no 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 so you didn't have any expectations but did anything surprise you
1: I think uh, a lot of things surprised me firstly how beautiful the landscape and nature of Slovakia is I hadn't thought that you know the mountain ranges here the, the forests, how quickly from Bratislava you can get into a forest and away from people. I, I hadn't expected that being the center of Europe. I thought it would be very full, but it's actually not that full. It's quite empty,
0: um, which which I like. So that's something that surprised you uh, positively
1: mm-hmm.
0: and something that was sort of negative?
1: Um, I think one of the... F- Few things that I think can be improved on here um, to maybe put put it in that way. Um, I think the concept of service is very different here than it is in in maybe the more Anglo-Saxon countries. So especially when you go outside Bratislava, I think you know what constitutes service in a restaurant or in a tourist site, and and people who speak other languages are are maybe more difficult to find. So I think that's something. That as, you know, people here study more languages and as time goes on, I think, I think that will change.
0: Um, you've been here for a few years now. You must be an expert when it comes to giving tips, what to see, where to go. So what are your favorite places to go to? Let's start with sites, some monuments or museums. Oh, that's very difficult now. Um, I
1: quite like Devin. Okay. Um and also you know if you if you have a bicycle it's nice to be able to cycle there.
0: You do cycle?
1: Um I cycle cool. a bit but I'm more of a hiker actually. Um so if someone has more time I send them up into the Mali Karpathi um and pl- to go to places like Beli Krij or mm-hmm. or even Paishtun um some of those but not not everyone really likes spending <laughs> their days in in hiking through the forest. I I do. And in Bratislava itself, uh, there are some really beautiful hidden corners like in and around uh, Klaritska ulica, I think it's called, with the university library. There's okay. some beautiful views uh, around there in the cobblestones. And it's very, it's, it's just nice to sit there with the coffee and, and admire
0: the views. So that's the place where people can uh, meet you very often. <laughs> probably,
1: <laughs> probably. There's also a very good Irish pub up there called Ishkebaha. Uh, is there just one? or At the moment, owned and run by Irish people, there are two um, that I know of. Uh, one is called Goblins and one is called Ishkebaha. They're both very different pubs, but they're both
0: Irish pubs. Cool. Let's compare now Dublin and Bratislava because you're Irish, although you do not come from Dublin. You come from Korg. But you spend some time in Dublin. I did spend some time in Dublin. Uh, so I think for a while we can compare these two capitals. Uh, when I came to Dublin for the first time, I was surprised that there are just two tram lines. Whereas here in Bratislava, trams are everywhere. What about you? Where do you see differences between these two capitals?
1: I think that Dublin is a lot more centralized and the tram lines that you're talking about are actually also quite recent. Uh, so we're true, very true. reliant on the bus service. Um, and here in Bratislava, you not only have the tram lines, but you also have an excellent bus service, um, which which I use quite a lot. A lot of people go every day into the center of Dublin, or at least used to before the pandemic. <laughs> and it can get very busy in the center, whereas I think yeah. it's more spread out here. And I like that. I like the, the sort of the quieter streets.
0: Also, what I mean about Dublin now it's buskers on grafton street or henry street whereas here i don't see any buskers any musicians on the streets and i really loved it there uh when i saw musicians you can come in if you want to
1: who is it i'm in the middle of doing this darling <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about this. This could be edited out, I'm sure. <laughs> they do this because they know I have to do it to get rid of them. That they oh. close the door after you, please. Yeah. Well, it won't be too long, okay? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so let's go back, back to to
1: Bratislava versus Dublin. Yeah. Um, two differences I find in Dublin, you can get to the sea very easily, and and I miss the sea, you know. So you can go for a swim from the center of dublin you don't have to go far to yeah. to get to a beach whereas here you can get to the mountains to the mali karpaty very easily which you can't do in we don't have that directly in dublin so i think those are two two positives uh for for the cities what i miss about Dublin, maybe, uh, or what's different is it's a lot more multicultural. Um,
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) You
1: you see people from all over the world living, working, partying. um.
0: But do you think it's changing here in Bratislava?
1: Yes, it is changing, but not as fast as maybe it changed in, in, in Ireland. Because when I was growing up in Ireland, it was also you know, quite monocultural yeah. um, and things changed, particularly after the um, accession of so many countries in 2004. Suddenly you could buy, um, my mother was delighted, you could buy Central European food, in Polish and Slovak <laughs> shops so she could get her sauerkraut and her, uh, you know, the essentials, the life <laughs> essentials. But, but also we have a lot of people from everywhere in the world, Asian, African, American.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, um, I think you mentioned Brazilians. Yeah, there's um, a huge community. Yeah, so I think just culturally, it's a lot more diverse, um, ethnically and culturally. And I think that's just something I, I do notice here.
0: And that's somewhat closely linked to also cuisine. Before we started uh, recording, you mentioned that the cuisine here may get a little bit boring after a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think in Bratislava, relative to my
1: first time staying here, yeah. there is a lot more international cuisine, and and you can you can find a lot of Asian restaurants. Fewer Middle Eastern restaurants or African um, restaurants, but but still, it, it is better. But when you leave Bratislava, <laughs> I I just spent two weeks traveling around Eastern Slovakia, which which I love dearly. However, the range of food you are offered is limited, and you know after two weeks, yeah. I I did go to an Indian restaurant when I when I came here back.
0: And is there anything? Bratislava could learn from Dublin or is there anything you would change?
1: Um I mean I think I, I, I mentioned a bit about the service yeah, sort yeah, yeah. of culture. So I think I think that, you know, a, a bit more focus on international tourism um as opposed to more regional tourism, I think I think that would benefit uh Slovakia or Bratislava. Um but <sighs> change I quite like it here, you know. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you have kids. So do you think Bratislava is a good place for parents with children, foreign parents?
1: Um, absolutely. I mean, I think my children are very safe here. You know, I leave them, take the bus home from school on their own, and... Um, they go up to Horsky Park, which is very near where we live they they go there on their own to buy their kofala, which they are quite addicted to <laughs> uh which is which is something we don't have in ireland um so so I recommend it for for children
0: you said that you use public transport do you use public transport also in Ireland
1: um I tended to walk a lot when I lived in Ireland um no matter what the weather was um you know it's. It's the easiest way of getting around, I found, but I always lived close to the center of of Dublin or Cork, whereas here, um, you know, I use the public transport. I have an annual pass for public transport in Bratislava, so I just jump on a bus if I see one coming, Um, although I have to admit it took me a while to work out how to... (laughs) find the bus routes and we sometimes still get lost. (laughs) But it's easy in the that was
0: the same for me in Dublin. What I miss about Dublin as well, that's double deckers. (laughs) So here I really love trams and trains. I'm not a fan of buses, but in Dublin, since there were like two tram lines and expensive trains, I just got used to using double deckers and buses if I wanted to go somewhere else. Um so I wish we had double deckers here
1: it's well, an interesting we can we can see if we can import one um yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure they'd fit in with the cityscape um, but I just find the frequency is fantastic and and I know mayor Vallo, um even after the pandemic started he was putting more and more trams and buses mm-hmm. out there so that there would be fewer people in them you know because sometimes yes it gets quite crowded if you're aiming for eight o'clock school start yeah and you're trying to get a bus you can be really squished in, which is probably not what we want at the moment.
0: And how about the weather? Because you said that in Dublin or in Cork, you walk no matter the weather. Do you like the weather here in Bratislava?
1: I like it most times of the year, except when it gets really hot, like now. <laughs> um, and <laughs> uh, I, the two weeks I was in the East, it was easier because there were, you know, you had more frequent rain showers, which cooled things down. And, um, but here it rains a lot less than in Ireland, which is which is which is kind of nice. I, I
0: like spring and autumn here particularly. And what do you enjoy doing here? Well, obviously, you enjoy hiking, which you can do outside Bratislava. But when you are in the capital, what do you do usually?
1: With the you know with the children, we tend to do things that they enjoy. So we go. We actually do go, end up going to shopping malls a lot because they quite like. They're, they're at the age where they're starting to buy their own clothes and be interested in things like this. But we also go uh, actually swimming. In this weather, we go swimming a lot. So we have discovered Draždják, mm. Lake, and also in Lamach There's a very nice open-air swimming pool, which we tend to go to a lot during the summer. Yeah, that sort of thing. Or just hang out and go to Horsky Park for coffee. That's a, a
0: weekend thing. And how do you find people in Bratislava? Are they friendly, are they nice, or not that much?
1: Friendly, friendly. <laughs> and particularly when you try and speak Slovak to them, um, I I find everyone, you know, uh, is appreciative of the fact that I make the effort to speak Slovak. Um, but I think people here are friendly. I think Slovaks and Irish are very similar. We're open, friendly people. Um, we welcome people coming in. And uh, we like relaxing, having a good time. Um, yeah, so I think we're we're quite alike in that respect.
0: Now you mentioned um two Irish pops in Bratislava and Ireland that's the country where you have this Irish language. No one can speak Irish, I would say, in Ireland, but it's still everywhere. You can see it on every sign, in stores, everywhere. So I was thinking before before I go that you could teach me and you could teach our listeners a little bit of Irish. Some useful phrases when I go, uh, let's say, to the Irish pub here or in Dublin or anywhere in Ireland. What should I say?
1: Um, well, there's a couple of maybe just two two sort of easy things to learn. Um, and and you're right, Irish isn't widely spoken. Well, particularly in Dublin, but there there are parts of Ireland where it is more widely spoken. And yeah. um, the more beautiful sort of rural or western parts. But what's very easy to learn to say, I, I hope, anyway, is, uh, <laughs> to Nastravia says, so Slointe.
0: Slointe.
1: Slointe. Slointe. Exactly. So that sluinte. means cheers. cheers. The <laughs> other, the other would be our, you know, our, our equivalent of dobry den, which is diarit. Diarit.
0: Dia Rit. Dia Diarit.
1: Yeah, means God be with you, but it's our way of saying hello. All right, cool. And then maybe just to be able to say goodbye, if you're saying hello, it's slon, Slon, like an elephant. Is <laughs> that it, <says> it? Okay,
0: <laughs> slon, slon, slon. It's Slovak. That means an elephant. Okay, that's one
1: way of remembering <laughs> elephants. Um, slon. Yeah, and otherwise, as as I I said earlier, maybe. Uh, a sort of a sort of a greeting in English that we use no matter what the weather is like is that you know to say to someone it's a soft day it's a soft day that's easy yeah that's easy that's even if it's raining hard it's still a soft day <laughs> thank God
0: <laughs> and when you go to uh, to pops here if you go I don't know if you go do you try to speak Slovak or you go for English all the time
1: I usually use Slovak I I, I know how to order my glass of dry white wine
0: great great amazing I really appreciate that I should do that in Irish when I'm back in Ireland anyway thank you very much Mrs Ambassador it was a pleasure to talk to you
1: no thank you very much it's very interesting and uh, thank you for featuring me in this series
0: I'm afraid that's all I was able to squeeze into our first spectacular Slovakia episodes in the new series big thank you to Hilda Ryan, ambassador of Ireland to Slovakia for her time and to you, dear listeners, as well, for listening. You'll find this episode and previous episodes on Spectator.sk, as well as on a number of streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'll be back soon. Until then, take care. Bye.